fundamentally, we're going to help them easily set up that network, that little network of vendors to be paid, right? And then as they pay, they're going to reduce the pain. They're going to reduce fraud and error. They're going to be able to schedule payments. And so we're going to give them visibility into that full process. We'll give them permissioning. You know, this is built for a small business in mind. So we think it's a match made in heaven. You guys do inventory very well. We live and die accounts, accounts payable. So it should be a great partnership. Welcome to Whisking It All with your host, Angela Spazito, co-founder of Whisk.ai, a food and beverage intelligence platform. We're going to be interviewing hospitality professionals around the world to really understand how they do what they do. Welcome to another episode of Whisking It All. We're here today with Jordan Huck, CEO of Notch. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Angelo. I'm uh, really excited to be here. Same here. Um, I'd love to start with understanding background of your story and, and, and how you got into Notch. But before getting into that, can you just give the listeners a quick overview of what is Notch? Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much again for having me. So uh, Notch is a technology platform that we've built specifically for food service. And uniquely, we actually cover accounts payable automation and accounts receivable automation. And so, Angelo, as you know, you work in food service supply chain as well, right? You've got, yeah. uh, you know, the start of that supply chain happens when a, a, a restaurant or a food service business, maybe they're using whisk and they're out of the raw ingredients that they need. I hope they're using whisk our, our partners. Yeah. Uh, and at, at that point they're going to procure, right? They're going to send a, a purchase order out into the supply chain. Typically that's to a distributor. Distributors are in the business right. of warehousing all the trucks that all the listeners see, whatever city they're in. That are clogging up the streets. Those are uh, that's a business model called called distribution, right? And they're warehousing and and providing logistics like last mile fulfillment. And then they're actually purchasing those products um, from growers, manufacturers, producers, farmers. Here in Toronto, you see the food service terminal when you're driving on the Gardner, right? That's that's yeah. where those transactions are happening. And so uniquely about this industry, Angelo, that you and I work in, there's restaurants that do payables offline. There's distributors don't use technology at all for, for receivables from restaurants and then payables out to their producer, right? Their supplier. And then you actually have that, that farmer, that distributor, like one of our customers, uh, is a business called hops connect, right? And they actually sell, um, you know, they actually sell raw yeast and hops to the distributors. Right. And so, uh, a distributor like an Ace Hill or a, a Nickelbrook would use our product, uh, or even a Silversmith in Niagara and the Lake, right, would use our product for receivables to their customers, payables specifically to their producers, and then restaurants can use our, our product for um, for accounts payable automation. I love that. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, as you know, also passionate about this space, and I know our teams have been chatting, and and we'll talk more about the partnership, but, but you yep. know, I'm excited about the Whisk and Notch partnership, and you know, we, we do the inventory side pretty well amongst other things. And then getting that last piece, which is super important, which is paying those actual vendors, yeah. uh, which you guys do really well. So I'm excited about that. We'll definitely chat more. But to get into, you know, Notch, what what kind of got you inspired? Obviously, the, sure. the yeah, the supplier side is, is a mess, is chaotic. But yep. like, what made you want to solve that problem? Huh, great question. So, you know, I had grown up working in, in restaurants, grew up in, in Ottawa. So I've always been around the space, was in a previous technology business prior to this technology services company. Originally myself and, and other team members here were looking at this problem differently, right? We were actually attempting 
to um, kind of create a marketplace, right, where where restaurants could come and um, and Angela, without going deep down the rabbit hole, it's kind of the differences the differences between B two C commerce and B two B, right? Where where we as consumers ubiquitously expect, of course, right? Like you go online and you can buy anything you could ever want from an e commerce perspective, really powered by Shopify, right? They've got an incredible amount, so they've democratized that ability to just sell anything you want. So that's the expectation that that we as consumers have and we were around that problem space and our origin story is is not that different from i think what a, a lot of great early stage technology companies right like a, a lot of companies can make a mistake where they build something out then go find customers we actually met with one of the biggest distributors in ontario that i would now consider them um you know they're on our cap table and we've got a very good relationship with them and we just really got to understand, you know, we wanted to solve uh, an e-commerce problem the way consumers, right, where we would make it easier for people yeah. to order to them. But that's not the problem they wanted solved. And there's lots of reasons why um, B2C doesn't perfectly translate to B2B commerce. But what they told us was that, like, look, $390 billion a year is spent as food service businesses go and buy stuff from this distribution supply chain. And then there's... Cisco, U.S. Foods, GFS, Angela, you probably are yeah. OCRing tens yeah. of thousands yeah, of those have, invoices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so great. But the largest part of the market is this messy, fragmented long tail, right? It's this mm. like, that is the largest part of the market. And what we learned, our inception story was that like, hey, that's a really painful process. If I'm a restaurant payer, stacks of paper invoices accumulate all day long. Angelo, you, your product allows your customers to, to use your OCR technology to update their inventory counts, right? To tell them their costs yeah. of goods sold. Um, yeah. Well, those have got to be paid as well. There's two, mm. um, what we call personas, Angelo, but there's two customers that matter, right? There's, there's the payer in the restaurant group and then the operations Correct. Yeah. customer, right? That cares about solving the WISC problem. But there's two problems there. And then on the distribution side, I call it a meat and potato value proposition. And I think Whisk has that same thing, right? Like, hey, let us help you uh, understand your cogs quicker and understand your, your inventory counts faster, right? Make it easier to make money. Well, it's the same thing for Notch. Like, let's, let's allow you to reduce the amount of time and money it takes to pay an invoice. But then very importantly on the distribution side, to reduce the amount of time it takes you to collect money. How powerful is that value proposition, right? So um, that was the kind of origin story for us and everything's been built around that. That's awesome. And so going to like the early days, you know, I'm, all, I'm always a, a, a interested, I would say, in understanding like the entrepreneur journey and sure. being an entrepreneur myself, like, you know, how, how do you go about like testing or figuring things sure. out? So early days a notch, I know you mentioned maybe having good relationships with some suppliers. How did you start kind of going about like, hey, this is this is the, the problem we're going to solve <laughs> and like, how are we going to build a V1 without spending yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. $2 million? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. And I can go deep there because one of the problems, I think any of our listeners who follow, like, you know, when companies have to pivot away from... Yep. One of the hardest things to do is like speed is your is your like whisk going fast at everything that they do once the business model is working is an advantage, right? It's a huge advantage. It's a disadvantage when you're trying to change things, right? Like you've got to go to market that's down a path. And but what we ended up doing was really coming to market with with like a really small like like we always had a vision for accounts payable and accounts receivable automation and 
there's there's permissioning needs for accounts payable automation and then there should be delegation of authority i can pay bills over and under a certain amount right like you can build features for years there and we will but you don't come to market with that we got our first customer live for accounts receivable automation and then accounts payable with no product at all it was being done in the background oh wow okay then we came to market with a true minimum viable it was on a no-code solution right we hosted it on a no-code solution and now angelo we have you know a product we're incredibly proud of right like a a a, you know a yeah beautifully designed it becomes more feature rich you know every month and day but like we know we're going in the right direction so uh we went very minimum viable to get started and then have anchored around that love that and so for people listening, like who would, who would you say like Notch is perfect for? Obviously like mm-hmm. restaurants in general, but is there a certain type of restaurant that it's, sure. it's ideal for? Yep. Yeah. I would say um, we have customers of all, of all types. Right. And, and so meaning, you know, we've got a 10 location sort of franchise, like, you know, an IHOP out in, out in Calgary where they struggle, they've got fragmentation in their supply chain and they struggle to get the stack of paper invoices into a QuickBooks online, right. Or into a dynamics right. or a NetSuite or one of their accounting systems. And so right. what's very exciting and valuable for our product is we'll actually allow them to map and we're going to go accounting tech nerdy here, Angelo, but we can do it, do it. Yeah. Can, all right. So you can actually map your chart of accounts, right? So, so when you're setting up your income statement, you've got food, you've got, you've got alcohol. I mean, you know, all this Angelo. And so you can yeah. actually map your chart of accounts, meaning anytime you ever purchase a SKU ever again, it will automatically map to that GL code in, in your accounting system. So in that case, there isn't a ton of pain around payments, a business like that will have a lot of their payments probably being pulled by a broadliner, right? So these are the nuances of in our space. So, you know, a broadliner will pull, we help them with the rest, right? Like the long tail in terms of pushing, or they can schedule payments on our product or or, or they can push them out. You know, we've got everything from single location up to, you know, up to 75, 80, uh, 80 location businesses. Yep. That's awesome. And so would you say you you got, you know, when you say long tail, I guess it makes sense because if you're dealing, let's say, with mainly a big, you know, GFS or Cisco, it might be easier to manage because it's one one supplier. But yep. there's a lot of products being bought from, you know, maybe smaller suppliers or, or you know. Yeah. So, so, so for would you say generally if someone has a lot of, I guess in general, if they have a lot of suppliers, then they're a good fit because it's hard to manage so many invoices and kind of track yep. who's been paid, who hasn't been paid. Yes, absolutely. So yes, like if there's tons of fragmentation, but we're not, we we don't just serve like the full service dining room, right? Where it's like, we still see, you know, quick service that has linens, that has the cable bill that needs to be paid. Like you got to think non-food cogs as well. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. my my head was thinking, it's good you mentioned that because I was thinking cogs obviously with whisking my bias, but no, no, I know, I know. Right. And so, but, but you've got to think, Hey, Every single vendor, like every single cost, I want yep. a source of truth for those for those invoices, right? And so, you know, it's as easy as photo capture or send it to us. We'll abstract the data via email. But, um, you know, I know even OCR product as well. Yeah. Um, even a, you know, a, a quick service location will still have four or five, six vendors. And the way our business works is it's consumption-based pricing. So it scales do you know what i mean angelo it scales down 
to that to that right. size where you know you can get somebody using the product they're, they're not they're not uploading hundreds of invoices per month it appropriately right. scales down in price and then seasonality because okay. we understand we live in this business right we want february our price to go down that makes sense. that's a sh- i was going to swear on your podcast that's a shit you could, you that, could. okay that's a shitty <laughs> month right angelo that's yeah. a that's a shitty yeah. month for our customers your customers my customers right yeah. january really tough boom we yeah, see volumes go tough, down yeah. Very tough. You see volumes go down 25%. Everyone's doing yeah. dry January. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recouping their, from the holiday bills. Correct, yeah. correct. They're getting their bills from the holidays. So our prices yeah. go down for us, for all of our customers You know, during those periods. That makes sense. That's really cool. And then one of the things I always like to do, because we have a lot of restaurant operators listening to this and and, and you know in our newsletter. So I like to always give kind of a visual of like, what does it look like? So they're they're mm-hmm. listening to this. Okay, Notch. They can check it out. Notch dot financial, yep. right? Yeah, Notch um, financial. And it, perfect. And so it sounds pretty interesting. They're like, yeah, I think this can help. What does the actual journey look like? So they go to your website. What sure. happens? How sure. do they get onboarded? Just to get a sense yep. of like, what yep. does it look like? We're very much going to hope that uh, they they use one of the accounting systems, one of the nine different accounting systems that we spent a lot of time over the last two years, <laughs> Angelo, integrating into those yeah. accounting systems. I won't go and list them off, but we're hopeful that that they're going to fit into one of those accounting systems and uh, are one of the inventory management partners that we that we support. And you know, they're going to ask to to speak to somebody from our team. And, you know, we're going to take them through. We can literally demo the product to them in six minutes, right? It is designed with consumer grade usability. I think Whisk is the same, right? Where it's, um, you know, we want our customers to experience software the way we do when we, you know, purchase things as as consumers. And then literally they have the UI interface in our product to connect their system. Like they can agree to go with Notch and the next day, one of our CS members is on with them. Literally, we spend a lot of time and money and energy and architecting our product, Angelo. I know you think about time that like we want people to yeah. be using our product quickly, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. because time to value hundred um, percent. Exactly, exactly. And so literally the next day they can hook up their system and we're gonna pull in what's called their chart of accounts, right? They're, they like yeah. their drop down of their GL codes is gonna be there in the system. Correct. They do some initial mapping to set up the SKUs, and then literally they start uploading invoices. They can be doing it the next day. They start taking pictures, or they start forwarding them over to Notch. That's we've awesome. had we've had people live in the same day before, from um, from start of the morning until. That's you know, huge. And- I think. I know. I was just gonna say. I think in this space, like a lot of um, restaurant tech in general, and 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 some restaurant tech, it's it's not their fault. It's like it's you're not gonna set up a POS in one day. But I think no, you're not. restaurants are are used to setting up most restaurant tech in like a month you know or in in two months so like it's really cool i think that your time to value could be 24 hours and they're up and running so i think that's that's huge yeah it it, it's um it can be because we then you know typically most of our customers right and and you know i'm not as familiar with whisk's product but the initial motion with our product is to start using the invoice function right like let's start with getting you know and then we we set their vendors up to be paid, right? Which is right. ideally they're already on the network where, where they can accept payment, right? Um, but if it's a new vendor, it's a dog walker they want to pay that isn't in the network, you know, our team goes through what's called like the KYC, KYB process where we, and we're a licensed money service business, by the way, Angelo, in terms of, you know, with a compliance team in terms of, you know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've, 
there's a large compliance and regulatory hurdle to get into that space, right? It's very, very much payments. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's very much. But it's yeah. it's always the direction we've been going. So, you know, we've got our compliance and money movement team where we very securely are onboarding their vendors to be paid and then we're moving the money on their behalf. After we move the money, we then get rid of this really painful so many people have probably wondered in their lives, what is an accounts payable clerk? Maybe you never thought that, but I used to. What's an accounts payable clerk do? Or what's an accounts receivable clerk? Well, typically what they will do for a business like an O&B or, or, you know, is after these payments are made, they have to go do the reconciliation manually. And so we automate all that, right? We've built the integrations where we'll go in and mark those vendors as paid so that they don't have to. That's huge. So I, I love that. So just to get a sense, like um, it sounds like it's pretty easy to you know see a demo to to, to get get going with Notch. What what are some maybe success stories that you can share that come to mind? I know there's probably a lot, and you deal with a lot of customers, but any that come to mind of like, hey, we dealt with this client and time savings or, or money savings, or just anything you can highlight that comes to mind. Yeah, I love our story with O&B. We have a very, very tight relationship. I just did a kickoff uh, and hosted, a, put up a, a prop and they wrote us and said, send us one too. Like, so very, very good relationship there. And so they've been able to use, and so they've always started with, hey, let's let's get rid of this invoicing problem, right? So stacks of paper invoices that accumulate. So as you, as you increase the scale of the business, right? So like there's one person who's responsible uh, you know, for ensuring that the invoice data is appropriately updating their inventory management systems and also getting into their into their accounting systems, right? And that tells them their profitability. So the lag, Angelo, and I'm telling you your value proposition, you know it, but that lag in terms of updating yeah. my accounts and updating my costs, because for anybody who's not in food service, a purchase order doesn't match an invoice, right? Yeah. They are yeah. different, right? So yeah. an invoice is going to come back and it will not uh, most of the time, especially if it's any type of protein item, there's a catch weight adjustment, right? So yeah. you don't know how much you've spent. And so an invoice sitting in Halifax, when you're corporately owned, right? If you're franchise, you own your own P&L. But if you're corporately owned, an invoice sitting in Halifax for a week doesn't tell you how much you spent on protein, that week. So, um, you know, we've been able to dramatically increase, you know, by, by a magnitude of 15 to 20%, the speed at which they understand, you know, that data and then save oh. every chef and line cook, like who would be, you know, responsible for doing that work. They no longer need to, they, they literally just forward. It's thousands of, of invoices that we receive from them monthly. Yeah. A lot, a lot of manual and a lot of manual work that's now automated, which I think is, is, is huge. I, I, I know one of your, your, you have a philosophy about, you know, culture trumps strategy. Um, so I'd love to understand maybe how you, you cultivate culture at notch. You know, my philosophy and I worked on this incredible team for 13 years prior to notch and I work on an incredible team here now at notch. Um, you know, the most important thing for us is we think like, try to hire the best possible people we can. And when you do that, you don't need lots of policies and procedures. And like, you know, in today's world and environment, people are very much self-managing. They're physically self-managing. They're not even co-located with you, right? And so, Angela, right. I've done a lot wrong at Notch, right? Like we pivoted. I've never pivoted before. Shoot. Oh, I wish I'd done this differently. I wish I'd done that. Like I got a list of things <laughs> I would have done you know, everything is clear looking back. 
Agreed, um, yeah. You know, we kind of say like notch isn't for everybody. Usually you probably say whisk isn't for everybody. Like smaller, earlier yeah. stage companies are not for everybody. They're just not. And so we really work yeah. hard to try to explain what it's really going to be like working here, where we got a lot of people who are passionate about what we're doing. And like, you know, I'm really passionate about trying to build big Canadian companies, Angelo. And I hope Wisp becomes one of those, man. Like we have a lot of great ideas, but we don't commercialize things incredibly well in Canada yet. Like I'm yeah. passionate about that changing. Um, you know, that's personal mission for me. Right. And then I'm passionate about this space and I love the team I work with and I love our, um, and love, love building. So from a culture perspective, we just really try to like explain. And I don't always do a good, you believe me, you can go on. Like there are people that be like, Oh, I didn't like the culture there at notch. Lots of people, but we, really try to communicate here is here's exactly what we're doing. Here's exactly where we're going. And we're trying to find like-minded people. Angel, that doesn't mean like we try to pay, like that's all got to be there, right? Where people yeah. receive the appropriate, you know, things, you know, compensation, that's all got to be there of course as well. But then we want people that want to build. And yeah, if it's you, a different, different mentality, different mind. Different mindset. mentality, man, different mentality, right? Someone comes in, they're like, what's the policy for that? We don't have one like invent it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I'd be fired in a big company. Do you know what I mean? They wouldn't have me. So, so it's kind of <laughs> what I love to do. Um, but it's been That's hard. Awesome. A pivot, COVID. I mean, you, until you've been in this space, like it was hard, hard for yeah. all of us, man. Yeah, any restaurant or restaurant tech company, I think, uh, or at least the majority. You know, I guess some some benefited, but I'd say the large majority definitely hurt and for uh, we we were, were no exception we lost a ton of revenue because uh, especially around covid time i would say we were definitely more on the bar side we eventually then released the food side too and then became like full service so whether you're a, a full service restaurant or just food or a qsr like we could do both sides but whisk historically was well, not historically just where we started was the bar side of things and so because of that you know quick service restaurants were still kind of open for takeout and whatnot but most of our clients were like full service or bars and those are the ones that were like 100% closed so for us it was just like all these subscriptions being paused and we're like all right all right this is not good uh super super hard i mean it was hard for those restaurants too but it was tough because yeah it was just trying to trying to keep the lights on but luckily post-covid kind of made a rebound and, and it also kind of accelerated i would say the food side because we were working on it but when that happened it was like all right we really got to work on this food side and so in the end i think it led to some good product improvements and, and and changes but man i agree with you it was not easy to say the least that at that point when COVID hit we were still in that transaction-based business model before the the change and so we went to zero. Oh wow that's rough jesus transaction that's tra- transaction basement right so right, right, right. there's no pausing it's... like it's it goes to zero it went to for a period of time and then yeah yeah but still um, wow and then anyway so so I, and i'm not it's our customers, me and you, that had it worse than we did. So I'm not. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, not a fun time. It's really not the topic of this podcast. Not a fun no, time. No, but for, it's, it's for, yeah, yeah, for anybody. For anyone, yeah. You know, and then I just hope our industry, Angelo, was 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 overtly penalized. Like just just the nature of you know human beings. Yeah. And my friends at Ritual, a great company at Ritual, they were yeah. they were also yeah. unfairly penalized by that. Yeah, no, I hear you. And then, and it's it, the one silver line. I mean, there's not really many, but the one thing that I, I noticed, I'm curious if you noticed it too in your world, but is like 
I think restaurants became more aware of the, at least on our side, we think about, about COGS, so of, of the costing mm-hmm. side and the supplier side and the realizing that prices are always changing. And um, not to say they weren't, but I think it's like more restaurants became aware. Before it was like, you know, the, the, the ones that understand P&Ls and whatever were aware, but now it was yep. like, I think when things were closed, people became a little more like, what do I have in stock? And oh, this stuff is going to spoil. And, and they started paying more attention. So the, the one silver lining I would say for us was like post COVID, we didn't have to like educate as much about like why cogs are important. It was like, people got it. They're like, yes, yeah, prices course. are changing. I need to keep up to date. Like I need to understand this. Like, right. Cause then there was the supply chain constraints post COVID too. Right. So right. you had all the, the, the changing. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So like, um, you know, obviously you had a lot of, a lot of businesses that didn't get through. And then this, like, I've heard it called like the replatforming, right. Where like all these people are like investing in tech again, right. To like yeah. open up the new, and there's no reason that our industry shouldn't be using technology to, to understand cogs, pay bills faster, get money faster. So could not agree more. I'm curious on your end, you know, like uh, similar to you, I think every entrepreneur has a, a long list of things they would have done differently. But, you know, looking back, you can connect the dots. I think I think I think uh, you said it well. And I remember hearing that hearing something similar from like a Steve Jobs talk, but it, it was great. But it makes sense. Like looking back, it's a lot easier to connect all the dots than it is yeah. looking forward. But, you know, one of the things I like to share is although we do have a lot of restaurant operators and listeners, a lot of them are restaurant owners, a.k.a. entrepreneurs. So you know, I always like kind of sharing lessons or mistakes made. And, sure. Um, so what are a few that maybe stand back, uh, stand out to you when you look back, like things, things you're like, Hey, these are mm. the things I would have done differently. My muscle memory. All I'd done is scale is, is like grow something for 13 years where we weren't spending, um, really that much time for the last seven, eight, nine years thinking about like the product and the model. We're always thinking about the product and the service, but dead honest my muscle memory like was very much like just grow this thing before it was formed before we knew what it was and so angel that's when you get the leaky bucket man right like if you tried to push your food you know your food ocr product before it's formed like you're revving up go to market versus listening to customers right or the, you know and the analogy works in any space i'm launching a 100 location concept before I know the one is going to be a hit. Right. And so if I could change, and by the way, that's what they teach and you can read about it. And then, but when you're in it, yeah, it's, it's hard to see sometimes, especially yeah. with investors, you've got yeah. like, it's so a lot hard. of pressure for growth, yeah. pressure. You got to grow, you got to grow, you got to grow. And so I mistakenly tried to move the growth wheel and that was what was comfortable for me. But what was needed was to go out with true beginner's mindset and be like, let's understand this problem for real. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a long, long list on my side too. Always. It's hard to remember in the moment, but sometimes when people bring things up, I'm like, Oh man, yeah, I messed that. Or like, Oh, that was another big one. Like just a list of, of, um, of mistakes that, that, you know, again, look obvious when you look back, like one that comes to mind for me and, and it's, it's kind of just random, but it's, it's, um, in the early days I was like, I don't want to say cheap, but I was pretty frugal. You know, we just raised a bit of capital. I didn't want to like run out of capital. So I was always like with the hiring. And what I realized is there's, there was like a, there was like a happy medium, right? It's like on one end, the mistake of like hiring someone that was too senior, but can't get their, you know, uh, doesn't have that experience to like really be on the ground. So I don't know, senior exec, it's yeah, a massive company, but like is used to having a team of 40 at their disposal so, so they don't actually know how to do the thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, one mistake, it. you know? And then, but the flip side, much. what 
Yeah, that one was like, yeah, that, and, and it's obvious looking back. But the flip side was also took me longer to realize the flip side, which was like hiring someone a bit too junior, but who was eager. But sometimes that's fine. But what I realize is like, and when I do this now, just hiring someone who's just been a bit past where you want to be, right? So that like they've done it. So if you're at, I don't know, 5 million ARR, you can find someone who's like been at a company that was at three and they went to 10 as an example. And like that type of thing, it doesn't have to just be ARR, but that type of thing yeah, of I, I realized goes a, a long way. And then the lesson I, I took away was sometimes spending like, call it, I don't know, 30% more on that person's salary. And it feels like, ah, oh, this person's expensive is so worth it because you're getting like, double or triple productivity and like finding the right fit and you're, but you're spending 30%. So I look at it now as a steal. Whereas when I started in earlier days, it'd be like, ah, I don't know, but there's this other person that's only X amount, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Those are just two that come to mind. I wanted to share with, with our listeners yeah. that like sometimes paying for the right talent makes sense, but you know, don't overpay either. <laughs> no, those are, those are really great learnings, man. I couldn't agree more. And then the point I would just add is like, Angela, the one thing that you need for your business and for all the entrepreneurs is like, you need the energy to just never stop. As long as you never stop, whisk is going to be something big. Yeah. So it's like when you don't work, like when you hire great people, they fill your energy bucket. When That's you go true. the, when you go the other direction, <laughs> it does not. And so it's great learning man. couldn't, couldn't agree more. Well said, well said. And, and then, you know, one thing I want to talk about, obviously I'm excited about is, is the partnership. So for sure. listeners that, that don't know Whisk and, and, and Notch, uh, forming a partnership. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll tell you my two cents on it, but I'd love for you to, to also sure. uh, chat a bit about it, but really at a high level for, for listeners that don't know, Whisk really helps with all the cog side of things and mm-hmm. inventory and ordering and scanning invoices yep. and all that, you know, recipe costing and all that. But one of the areas we kind of don't do, and a lot of customers always want is, the actual accounts payable side. And so it's yep. kind of like a, a match made in heaven. We met you yep. guys and you're like, Hey, we do this really well. Yep. How can we work together? So I know we're working on some, some press releases and we're working yep. on some partnership stuff. So I'm super excited about that. But really the idea is to give our clients the best of both worlds, something to manage their inventory and their day-to-day kind of operations yep. and invoicing from a cogs and costing perspective, yep. but then also that AP side, which is like, how do we manage? So I'm excited about that, but I'd love to hear like, what, yeah. what are your thoughts? And then and yeah. how do you see this kind of partnership? Yeah. Man, we couldn't be more excited. We hear such great things from, from all of, uh, <clears throat> you know, from, from the market about whisk. We think it's a match made in, in heaven, Angelo. I think, you know, design aesthetic and feel of your software. I think there's a lot of similarities, right? Like I think, you know, our, our customers are going to get jointly a great experience using the product. We certainly hear that about Whisk and get that feedback using, using Notch. So it, um, it will be great, right? Because, you know, obviously Whisk has a great OCR product to get in all invoices, right? And, you know, those get pushed into into the accounting system, their accounting system of record, which is great. If there's any non, you know, food cogs, they could use our product for that. But then fundamentally, we're going to help them easily set up that network, that little network of vendors to be paid, right? And then as they pay, they're going to reduce the pain they're going to reduce fraud and error. They're going to easily, they're going to be able to schedule payments like, hey, I want to make sure that I get this payment out to this vendor at this time. And so we're going to give them visibility into that full that full process. We'll give them permissioning. So maybe it's the owner who's got to approve, right? Who wants to approve Thanks. something to be sent out. So you're starting to, um, 
you know, this is built for a small business in mind, right? Like this is built for that small, medium-sized business in mind. So you're getting the same technology that maybe large enterprises, you know, the large enterprise would, would get, but you're getting it for, you know, either a single, you know, single location or even a QSR type, type restaurant. So we think it's a match made in heaven. You guys do inventory very well. We live and die accounts, accounts payable. Um, awesome. should be a great partnership. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We'll definitely do some some releases. I know we're gonna we're gonna highlight this in our in our next newsletter. Definitely gonna add it on our website. And then for people listening now, I mean, we post this on on YouTube. We post this on Spotify, Apple Music, a bunch of other sources. So I'll make sure to we'll create some type of partner URL in 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 this. So in the description for people listening and wanna you know use Notch and Whisk, they can, they'll be able to kind of sign up and, and and learn more about how that works. So. On my end, I'm excited. Um, I always like to give you know plugs. So for people who want to, you know, just to maybe wrap up for people who want to find Notch, I know you mentioned the website, but this is your chance. Uh, anything you want to say? Plus, where can they find you? Website, social, LinkedIn, you name it. Sure, I'd love for you to just kind of plug away. You know, we think about interacting with our, you know, this industry that we care so much about by creating as much helpful content. You know, uh, best practices for accounting, you know, restaurant profitability guide, stuff for, for distributors, how to, how to how to collect money. So you can find us on all the channels, uh, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn and our, and our website. You know, I think what I would what I would say is um, for a long period of time for our inception, Angela, and there was always a period of time probably with your product where you wanted it to be better this. I mean, come on, we're all that way. We want yeah, it to be better yeah, this way, better that way. Yeah. And we always thought like our mantra here at Notch was like, well, nobody's going to outservice us, right? Nobody's going to out like, you know, like we were able to get customers to not even use a product initially with us because like <laughs> they know when they reach out to Notch, like many customers have my, like I received many, many text messages from, from customers, too many sometimes, right? <laughs> where, where, um, that is the level of of love, to be frank, that 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 we can give to this community as a company that's obsessed with building something substantial that gives back and makes an impact to to the 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 industry that we serve, and then also create a great platform to do great stuff for everybody that works here, right? So, um, you know, I think for people who are thinking about this problem or want to learn about this problem. You know, when you work with Notch, and I think very much when you work with a whisk, you're going to get that, like, you got a group of people that's pretty obsessed with making sure you're taken yeah. care of. There's a problem. It's going to be problems, Angelo, always. Yeah. There's going to be always. problems, challenges, right? But it's like, how, yeah. how well do we respond to those? And we pride ourselves on, like, okay, nobody is going to out-service the customers that choose to work with us. That's how we think about it. I love that. I love that. And I, th I think that's somewhere we're, we're aligned really well. We're, we're big on that, like our chat times. Where, you know, we have less than a five minute response time, but I'm like giving a tough time to my team. I'm like, how, do, how can we make that less than two minutes? You know, but really, I, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, with Intercom, they came out with Finn now. It helps, but I mean, it's, it. uh, we, we really try to pride ourselves on that. So no, I'm with you there and I'm excited. I think like we'll figure out more stuff of, of, of how to give value to the, these restaurants, you know, both listening and, and that have these pain points. And I even think one of the things we'll do if we haven't already spoke about it is, uh, maybe our teams have spoke about it, but is a webinar. I think we could definitely host a webinar. I would love like that. Best practices on the inventory side and then flipping it to the accounts payable side. And, Let's you know, do that, uh, Angela. Some I would, case I would studies. love to. Yep. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think we do something really cool and valuable to, to, to restauranters. So we'll set that up. So for everyone listening, we'll put some links to, to some type of partnership page. We'll include a webinar date. I think that'll be fun. So, um, but this is great. All this to say, uh, Jordan, thank you for taking the time today to join the Whisking It All uh, podcast. Once again, Jordan Huck, CEO of Notch. You can check them out at notch.financial. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Angelo. Thank you so much. Feel free to check out wist.ai for more resources and schedule a demo with one of our product specialists to see if it's a fit for you. Mm-hmm.